Hello and welcome to MCU on repeat. My name is Blaine and as always I have Ty joining me as we do a mashup episode. Mashup because my laptop it died died. It, it it's funny <laughs> because we recorded like an hour of apocalypse and then I was exporting we did. I was exporting the file and my computer shut off and I'm like, "Oh, it reheated." So I'm going to give it a little bit of time, some love, some space. Some like TLC, and I'm gonna plug it in, and then I'm just gonna boot it back up. No, it was fucking dead. And this is this is a brand new. It's a 2020 MacBook Pro, and it just oh oh, it's a twelve hundred dollar computer, and I I bit the bullet. I bit the bullet. So there's that. My oh, wife wasn't so sorry. My wife wasn't too happy because it was she bought it. It was a birthday present. So. She was very, very, very upset. But I'm using my wife's MacBook right now. Uh, happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there as we are recording this on Mother's Day. We should have said that in the Doctor Strange we, we special. Should've. We should have. We should have. Like, because there is a line in that movie where it's like, uh, I'm not a monster, I'm a mother. And it's like, well, your your kids were made out of magic. And she says, that's what all mothers do. Oh, that's, cra- that's a crazy good mo- Mother's Day movie to Go-to. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's kind of. I felt like they did it on purpose. <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, May six was technically the Spider-Man four release date back in two thousand eleven. Uh, it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. Well, we got more <laughs> Sam Raimi. Well, yeah, we did. So today we are looking at both X Men Apocalypse and X Men Dark Phoenix to you know cover ourselves and we just have not much to say in terms of these movies i i take it because like let's be real these two are probably some of the worst in, at least in my opinion they're not great they're not they don't do much no and i feel like this is the perfect episode to have both in because these two movies yeah. do not complement each other at all. Um, I will. S- no, this is like peanut butter and oil. <laughs> I will go ahead and say it, though. I have Apocalypse on my number five. And I have Apocalypse at my number five because I stated that I really like the music. Uh, McAvoy and Michael Fassbender absolutely made this movie. And, of course, there's some really good cinematography on how they use the powers. Does that mean it's a perfect movie? No, it's not. But somehow... For some reason, I enjoyed this way more than I thought I did. And that's basically my thoughts for an hour-long episode, uh, regurgitated in 20 seconds. This movie, uh, Apocalypse, is directed by Brian Singer and produced by Lauren Schuler Donner, just as, like, a credit un- or uncredited role. I don't remember specifically, but she's on the producer's list. Uh, we got John Ottman and Simon Kinberg, to name a few. The music is composed once again by John Ottman, uh, returning as he did. This is his last movie he did the music for. This is, like, his last credited Music role, right? Yeah, in a movie. composition. Yeah, this movie had a budget of 178 million, made 543.9 million in the box office. Uh, Rotten Tomato score 46 percent, audience score of 65 percent. IMDb gave it a 6.9 out of 10, Metacritic of 52. And uh, I mean, this movie does a lot uh, wrong. This movie does a lot wrong. I thought you, I thought <laughs> you were gonna say this movie does a lot, and I was like, that's the best description of this movie I've ever heard. It does. I mean, it does do a lot, but it does a lot wrong. Oh, yeah, it definitely does a lot wrong. I feel like Apocalypse is stale, and watching him in the Moon Knight finale, I was like, man, they, they screwed the pooch with Oscar Isaac. 
as a they really did Oscar Isaac dirty. Yeah, and they you know even in Star Wars, even though I love him so much in Star Wars, I feel like they didn't even scratch the surface of his potential. Really, no. I mean, uh, I mentioned in the recorded episode that we did. There's a lot of great moments like the Phoenix reveal, absolutely phenomenal, absolutely disregarded in Dark Phoenix. Um, Magneto and his destruction of all of Earth, absolutely disregarded. Humans trusting Charles Xavier and the newly found X-Men doesn't make any sense. I just feel like this is the perfect mashup episode. I'm going to jump right into Dark Phoenix information, as Dark Phoenix was directed by Simon Kinberg, and it was written by him as well, and produced by himself and Lauren Schuler Donner, who was only uh, credited she had only been a part of it due to obligation she wasn't like she, no, no creative decisions were like taken from her like it's only in, in name only and simon kinberg was a writer he's been he's been a staple for since from the last few x-men movies and i think that you mentioned that he he was like hey why don't i do this movie i think they couldn't find a director because brian singer was originally supposed to come back or something like that and then he was only going to be a producer, and then allegations came out because he's a piece of shit, and they dropped his name entirely, and then Bohemian Rhapsody was a movie that had come out, and Rami Malek said, hey, he's a piece of shit, and then Sophie Turner said, I didn't have a good time with him either, so they dropped him entirely. Simon Kinberg said, well, why don't I just direct it, essentially? And uh, we got the movie we got. Yeah, that's basically, um, that's it. I do feel like, um, I do have Dark Phoenix lower on the ranking, but I do enjoy this so movie do I. Um, more, if that makes sense. I do not. I, f I tried watching this twice the last few days, and I fell asleep both times because on, of how ungodly just boring and not well written it is like this movie is so bad to me that it's fun like i have no ex i had no expectations with this movie the first time i watched it and um there's some hilarious scenes like gene gray grabbing and throwing magneto in his little paradise looks fucking awful right. anytime anybody throws anybody it looks fucking awful however charles's <laughs> uh, little arc um i do like I do like his arc. I do not like the scrolls. Mm -hmm. And I do like the action at the end of the movie because guess what? It's Fast and the Furious of the X-Men. Nobody cares anymore. Let's just show everybody's powers because now everybody can kill aliens. So, like, it, Essentially, it yeah. was fun, like, at the end. Um, but outside of that, like, none of it ever matters. Like, Mystique dies, thank God, finally. Um, <laughs> and She wasn't originally supposed to be in the movie. Um, Magneto and Mystique weren't originally planned to be in the movie, and, um, they had gotten, Jennifer Lawrence didn't want, uh, people to be confused why they suddenly just, like, dropped her, because James McAvoy, um, Michael Fassbender, and, and her, herself, um, all of their contracts, I think Nicholas Holt, too, um, their contracts were all done, after Apocalypse. And Simon Kinberg had written the script with all of them in mind, hoping they would come back for this one movie. And then this is before the Disney Fox 
merger, mind you, because um, they were going to do because New Mutants was originally going to like also introduce some aspects of like things that they were going to tie the two casts together and like really make it one big, big universe. Um, but it, again, if you watch the last X-Men movie and vaguely remember it, you basically can go into the next one. It's really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, none of these movies really matter. Um, I will say Mystique's death is like the most hilarious thing because Hank says that he loves her. And then as she's on this piece of wood dying, she looks over at... And she looks at Charles. And says, I love you, which is the weirdest fucking thing I think I've ever seen (laughs) when it comes to this weird fucked up quadruple box love thing. Like, I don't... So weird. I don't understand what they like for seeing her she's not been great at all and i do love at the end of this movie on hank mccoy's desk there's a stock photo of jennifer lawrence looking like ass in the mystique costume so Mm. shout out (laughs) to y'all um but one of our followers sl coffee is expecting us to poo poo on this movie quite a bit um i don't think i I have have anything to say because I don't have I don't have the energy, man. Uh, listen, he knows I don't like this movie. I've been vocal about it on social media. I've been dreading this moment. I can't. I can't. I forget. Like, listen, I didn't watch this movie in theaters. I literally went out day one when it was released on Blu-ray. I bought it and I watched it with my roommate at the time. And I said, hey, let's watch Dark Phoenix. And he goes, okay. I was so confused on many aspects. I looked at my phone for what maybe felt like three minutes. Half the movie had gone by. You know, they brought in Jessica Chastain to do some scroll work. And, like, she's so bad in this. She's so bad in this. And, like, you set up the... She's a good actress. Oh, yeah. Like, her and Oscar Isaac... She's a fantastic actor. ...in the recent um, thing that they're doing with a lot of sexual tension. I forgot what it's called. Um, but, like, them setting up Dark Phoenix so well, and then now look at this space goo manipulating and controlling her, and the scrolls, therefore, are manipulating and controlling her. It's just like, what the fuck? And you want to know Magneto's it's, arc? He uh, is angry about somebody dying, so he has to kill somebody. Uh yeah, that's his arc. It's, it's the same Magneto arc that we get every single, essentially movie. every goddamn movie. And Charles Xavier's arc is more profound, and I do like it. I do like that he's this arrogant guy who's shaking hands yeah. with politicians. I do love that aspect. James McAvoy has never been done wrong in these movies, like straight up. No, he hasn't. And like, I wish we could get him in some capacity to come back as Professor X, but that's probably never going to happen. I do like the end scene with Charles and, uh, you know, uh, Magneto playing chess. I do like that little touch. But honestly, ultimately, this movie's bad. Hans Zimmer, uh, this was a time in his life where he was doing a lot of movies that were, like, relatively bad in a four- to five-year span, and he was banging the shit out of some drums. Like, I I mean, I get that a lot of people don't like his Amazing Spider-Man score or this score, but they both slap. Like, Hans Zimmer is doing his best to fucking pick up this movie. Hans Zimmer really doesn't... 
Hans Zimmer does not miss when he comes to composing a score, though. No. Like, in my opinion, dude doesn't miss. No, if he's like, this movie needs to feel more alive, I'm going to single-handedly make it feel alive. It's kind of like, in my mm-hmm. opinion, um, and this is my opinion, like the Star Wars prequels and John Williams. Like, John Williams, like, I need to inject some energy into this. I'm John fucking Williams. Like, yeah, they don't... they. They don't have to go hard, but they do. They give it 150% every time, and you, it's so good. Every single time. The soundtrack, I will say, is the best part of this movie. And <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that the script sucks, the acting is fine. Like, I don't blame any of the actors in this movie. I don't blame any of the actors in this franchise for being in bad movies. It's the writing. You can't make a good movie with a bad script. Like you just can't. You can't you can do all the special effects you want. You can have the actors emote, you can have the actors do whatever they can to make shitty dialogue sound somewhat believable. But you 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 will never have a good movie with a bad script and I can't stand this script. It's awful. It's boring. It's dumb. I get that they finally introduced like a cosmic force into the X-Men franchise after being grounded for the last 20 years, but it's not good in any capacity. My yeah, my biggest problems again are like not not it not being a follow through to X-Men Apocalypse cuz I can handle a bad movie, but something that disregards the movie that came before it is just absolutely fucking appalling. Like, you're going to tell me that Charles Xavier is shaking hands with these fucking politicians after mutants just cleaned the world, damn near, of humans. You're going to tell me that Magneto can live in his little fucking paradise. No, I don't think you. Send every fucking thing we have to kill every mutant ever. Like, that's that's not a logical progression for me. Um, I do like no. Charles's arc. I like the tension between him and Hank. I like how it draws Magneto in. But... The thing about it is we've seen this Magneto arc before. It makes it fucking useless. You know what a Magneto arc yeah. would be cool? Hey, I'm Hank McCoy, Magneto. Come come with me. Let's kill these people who killed Mystique. No, I've put that behind me. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did, do, they, do they do that? No, it's like, I've put that behind me. Here's my wife and kid. They killed my wife and kid. I got to be bad again. It's like yeah, it's uh, it's like you don't have to be bad, you know. Like no, you don't. You don't have to do this, but they have to do it in case potential sequels and everything like that. Like the and I will bring it up until I'm blue in the face, and I'm I'll bring it up until I'm about as blue as Hank McCoy in in his beast makeup. This movie takes place in 1990. Dark Phoenix takes place in 1992. This is. 10 years roughly before the original X-Men movie would take place. They are supposed to be the ages of Ian McKellen and, (laughs) and Patrick Stewart. And they just, nothing is done. They just look like in they're in their forties for the last 40 years. Yep. And this, this entire movie is predicated on the fact if you believe in the love box that, Mystique has going on with Magneto, Hank, and Professor X that has been gradually fucking set up since the first fucking movie, and nobody gives a fuck about Mystique or her love life. Like, my God, the first introduction to her really is her getting jealous 
when Charles is talking to another girl. That and it uh, and I'm supposed to believe that the three guys who are in love with her are supposed to fight for her against some chick who can't act with this script, who is a great actor who can't act with this script. I don't believe it for a second. And therefore the movie just fucking fails. Yeah, the action is cool when the action happens, but man, like nobody gives it's Fast and Furious of the X-Men. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody, <laughs> nobody It's the Hobbs and Shaw of the X-Men. Nobody cares anymore. Vin Diesel is in his fucking car sleeping. Uh uh, something about family. That's my line. No, it wasn't actually. It was had nothing to do with family. Well, we said in the last ten movie of family. It's like that's basically what this movie is. It's the same regurgitated Ugh. rehash that's ruining the reputation of X Men on the live screen because we're Fox and we don't give two fucks about the adopted property that we have. That's what these movies are. I know it's. It's all it is. It's, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like this movie. I, and, you know, it's not even like like I'm wasting my time and energy. Like, I, fuck it. This movie exists. Do I hate it? Do I hold anything against it? Absolutely not. Like, I appreciate some aspects for it. But, honestly, like I've said in the last fucking, I don't know, 800 movies of X-Men that we've just watched, none of it fucking matters. If any of it fucking matters, it's a lesson to Feige on what not to do. And he's known what not to do since the very beginning. The dude's fucking smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've gotten two Dark Phoenix movies. And finally in this one, we get to see some Dark Phoenix action. But does it fucking matter? Absolutely not. No. Nope. Chris Claremont, the writer of the Dark Phoenix saga, says that this is his favorite ad- uh, adaptation of the Phoenix saga. And I said, my, my note here is I only have a, like three, four notes about Dark Phoenix. Well, I have many notes from X-Men Apocalypse from when we tried to do it the first time. Um, I I think it's only because they attempted to do the cosmic thing instead of making it grounded from X2 or X-Men Apocalypse. And then I have dot, dot, dot. It's just not a good movie. That's no, not. It's really not. Like, I just... And how how the hell, how the hell does this movie have a 64% audience score in Rotten Tomatoes? It's, How? It's the Fast and Furious of X-Men movies. I don't, like, I think... It's... I think... It blows it, my mind. I think, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I do think the hate for this movie is disproportionate to what it deserves. Does this movie suck? Yes, we have established this movie sucks, but is it a fun time if you just... If you don't think about it, it's not an X-Men movie. It's just Powers, Gazulu, Magneto's being thrown like a... Like a like a pillow with the wires connected into a couple of bicycles, it is fucking hilarious. There's like a scene where um, Jean Grey's uh, trying to bring down the helicopter, and uh, Magneto's trying to push it away. Now I'm no gynecologist, but that tells me that there's there's an equal and opposite reaction that that helicopter is going to be destroyed and crushed to smithereens. That does not happen in this movie. Why why would you have to be a gynecologist? It's a joke. It's a it's a joke I always tell to my wife. She brings up something and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm not a gynecologist. It's just a little inside joke. Okay. Well, I'm not a, <laughs> it made no I, sense. Exactly. To me. It's not supposed to. Or I'm a proctologist, you know. I'm no proctologist, but that helicopter <laughs> should be destroyed. And the fact that it's not is fucking hilarious. Or the fact that Jean goes to Magneto knowing she killed Mystique and she doesn't tell him. Cause if I was Magneto, I'd be like, Something's up with this bitch. I'm a thrower through uh, a piece of iron. Yeah. 
I I do have two two positive notes about Dark Phoenix. I do have two positive notes. It- One, I do like the X Men uniforms. Yeah. Despite them looking cheaply made, I do like that they are literally ripped straight from a comic book. <laughs> and two, they, they they at least are coordinated this time. You know, like yeah. I do. I wish I would have seen the ones from the end of X Men Apocalypse. Yes, because those costumes were good, and I loved them, and I wish they would have kept them, but they didn't. And two. The train sequence at the very end of the movie is by far one of the greatest action pieces in X-Men movies to date. It's a lot of fucking fun. Like Nightcrawler getting pissed off and just killing everybody. It's, yeah. And in like the the twistiness of the train and when they, it's essentially X-Men Civil War. Uh, don't compare this to a good movie. It, but it is though. Yeah, it is. Like it, they're they're f- three years too late. Like, uh, yeah, no, it is. It it is a lot of fun. Like that is the high point of the movie. Like that that is the time in the movie where I've been like, listen, this movie sucks, but this is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's like, wh- that's where I'm I like this the first time. That's why I'm like, ah, Apocalypse is a better movie in my opinion, but this is a lot more entertaining. Because I feel like Apocalypse is just yeah. fucking boring sometimes, you know? I don't even it know really why is. I have it rated so high. I think I'm going to lower it. Jesus. Am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have it I have it in a decent spot, too, I guess. I think I'm going to lower this shit. God. Like, in X-Men Apoc- Apocalypse, I'm going to talk about that movie for a bit, because I at least liked that movie watching it again for some reason. I like Apocalypse's look. I think it's fine. Oscar Isaac was, you know, like, he did what he did. I literally, <laughs> like, I like the X-Men Apocalypse look so much, I have a third-party Lego minifigure of, X- of of Apocalypse. Like, I own a piece of, like, off-brand merchandise from, from this movie. It, like, the, the deaths are at least violent. Like, they're, like... People got beheaded with sand. You see Wolverine when he's in the Weapon X program, and he's slicing and dicing people, and there's just blood everywhere. And, like, there's at least somewhat some character development for, for like, Magneto, where he's like, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm just, I'm trying to, like, get away from my past. I'm, I want to, like, be a normal person. Not, like normal person is in like a like a human but he's hiding he's he's i mean he's in hiding but he's like i just want a normal ish life i want a family i want to just get away from it all and he does for a while he has a kid he that is also a mutant like but he goofs up because he tries to do the right thing and he gets caught and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Magneto. Yeah, even with, like, it's... Tra- Charles Xavier fighting Apocalypse inside his own head, like, and Gene coming out to help him. Like, there's shit like that the further along these, like, character arcs. And again, I like Charles' arc in this movie. I just think everybody else gets the short sh- short shaft. Like, Michael Fassbender... Yeah, they do. They really... Like, they should they should have killed Michael Fassbender in this movie. Like, there's a scene that's very similar to The Last Stand, and I was like, this is where you kill Magneto. Do it. And they don't do it. But there is a fucked up scene where Jean Grey picks up 
Professor X off the wheelchair and like drags him up the stairs. It's so fucked up. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Listen, Sophie Turner delivers one of the, a really good performance in both of these movies. Like she, she does the best she can with what she was given in Dark Phoenix. I'm going to, I'm going to give her that. She's a really good Jean Grey. Oh, I love her in this movie. I like her in... She's so good as Jean she... Grey. I will definitely talk positive about she that. She is, and something and... my wife and I like noted, we were like, my God, is Sophie Turner just like the most beautiful Jean Grey ever in in like existence? Because I was bought into her, honestly, minus all the scroll bullshit, but... What's up with them being like okay. T-2000s? What's up with that? Um, because they were originally supposed to be Skrulls, and then Captain Marvel came out. Do you know what the race of the the evil aliens are in this movie? Do you know what they're actually called? No. They're called the Dabari. I had to look it up. I had to look it up because they were originally going to be Skrulls, and then Captain Marvel went into production at the same time using the Skrulls, and Fox went, oh, we can't do that. Jesus Christ. They had to reshoot the entire ending. That train sequence ending is a complete reshoot ending. I believe it because the trains kind of compartmentalize between, like, almost each individual actor. So, like, it, it kind of, now that you mention it, kind of feels like it. But, like, it's a great reshoot. It's it's a good reshoot. It's a great reshoot because the final ending was supposed to take place. Uh, it, it, it was deemed too much like Captain Marvel. Jesus Christ. Like the the ending, the ending was too similar to Captain Marvel, so they changed it. And I think this is the better ending. Oh yeah, by far. Like, like I keep mentioning it, but space space stupid shit aside, this is a great ending. Oh yeah. to a fight sequence. Oh yeah, like this this is the most fun that I've had watching these Fox movies like per entertainment wise. And like I said, I like the ending with Charles and uh, Eric sitting down and playing chess. Like, that's that feels like a cap off. Honestly, it feels like a good ending to all of this, all of this bullshit. Of course, there was supposed to be another movie that they planned after this, but I am so glad it ended where mm-hmm. it ended because it's it feels like the perfect send off, to be honest. And the musical score yeah. is really good, and it's just acting between these two great actors who have been on this journey, and they probably knew it was the end as well. I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. Charles has lost everything, and Magneto's the one being hopeful this time. It feels like a good progression yeah. of an arc that should have been. Magneto like, helping James him McAvoy. Up. James McAvoy had said that this was the most emotional performance he's done as as, pa- uh, as I almost said as Patrick Stewart as <laughs> as Charles Xavier, and like you can tell, like he gives it his all. Like this is a good arc for him yeah it's a great it's a great send-off i just i love that magneto's the one helping him up in the end and i wish that was his arc the whole way through where Mm -hmm. instead of raven being like instead of the x-men you should call it the x-women instead of stuff like that like and i don't mind that line i don't it's a little forced like i get where she's coming from i want to i actually want to talk about that and i i want to mentioned the double standard that was given for this shit and it's so dumb not the line i i think it's very well warranted okay like i don't 
I don't have a problem with that line. It was put into a teaser trailer. Why don't we call it the X-Women? And people on the internet went and uproared. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You know what's bullshit? Your fucking attitude. <laughs> Get the fuck over it. Because Deadpool 2 literally did the same thing the year prior and said X-Men seems kind of sexist, and no one said a fucking word. Well, especially the X-Men films. They kind of have been. And I don't have a problem with that line per se. I have a problem with Mystique being the one saying it throughout all these films because if anyone's been the most haphazard character, the most hypocritical character, it's somewhat been her based on the writing. And I wish instead of her giving this arc to kind of confront Charles, it was more so Eric. Like, like I feel like they have that connection and they just, they just kind of leave it at the helm most of this and they rely on whether you love the love box and mystique and i just hate it i hate it like i loved her in days of future past mm -hmm. but i've i've disliked her in everything else and i love jennifer lawrence i do she's quirky she's a lot of fun i like her in the hunger games mm -hmm. but i just absolutely hate her and hate her attitude in these movies like, and I get it. Nobody wants to sit in a makeup chair for fucking 100 hours or whatever the fuck. But don't do the movies. You know what I mean? Don't do the movies. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just glad she died. Like, I'm like, uh, it's over with. Uh, kind of like uh, John Krasinski. It's like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was waiting for it. You're right. No, I know exactly what you mean. But I don't know. I, I don't just, have any uh... more to say on this movie, honestly. I don't have anything else to really say about Dark Phoenix. It's overall, it's a movie that was made. I enjoy the actors. I enjoy the final battle on the train. I like the costumes. That's about it. I think everything else can go straight into the bin. It's, it's. I don't even can, I don't I don't even think I can say it's better than the last stand Dark Phoenix version. I don't know. I I'm so torn. I will say I think it's I think it's better cuz the last stand was such a piece of shit movie. This movie had enjoyable parts. Like we get to see Dark Phoenix tear some ass up and that's solace to me. Like I and I didn't believe in Wolverine and Jean Grey's love thing going on in the original trilogy so i got i think this is oh, a better movie i'm so glad they didn't put hugh jackman in this movie simon kinberg wanted to put hugh jackman in but he didn't want to deal with the whole big age gap thing and i'm oh, i'm so glad he didn't try and ask hugh jackman to come back after logan because that would have just that would have just ruined it i think it absolutely would have but now that we're done talking about this movie how about i share everybody else's thoughts I would love to hear pe other people's thoughts. Um, so, because I know there's. I asked what your thoughts were on Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix mas mashup. For Apocalypse, most of y'all put like one out of four or five out of six. Um, so for Dark Phoenix, forty percent of you gave it a nine out of ten. Y'all are ridiculous. Forty percent of you gave it a five out of six, more reasonable, and twenty percent of you gave it a one or a four. Um, I wait. Which one is this for? Dark Phoenix. Oh, my God. I also asked if you wanted us to rate it on the show, and everybody said yes unanimously. Um, so, I mean, I guess we'll rate it after I read the comics. Okay, so from <laughs> SL the Coffee Addict, Big Dark Phoenix Lover, says, Oh, okay, okay. 
I'm not going to be able to explain why this film is secretly good in a Twitter post, but this is my favorite X-Men film. I went in thinking it would be dog shit, but it came out loving Sophie Turner's performance. I personally really love that Xavier is an asshole in this movie and has a character arc where he becomes less shitty. I absolutely agree. I love both of those. And even though it's watered down from the comics, I love we have X-Men fighting aliens. It's not perfect, but I can't hate it. You basically literally said everything that I like about this movie, SL. Jeremy says, it's a movie. I like the scenes in space, thought the uniforms were cool, enjoyed Hans Zimmer's work. A couple of neat action sequences. The storyline is a big, fat mess. And SL replied and says, oh my gosh, Hans fucks in this movie. (laughs) So, with that being said, how would you rate this movie? How do I rate this movie? Dark, we're talking Apocalypse? Dark Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, I'm going to give it a three. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I'll give it a four based on where everything else is at because it is my fourth lowest movie. Morbius is like uh, like a one and a half for me. I fucking hate that movie. Last Stand's basically tied. And then Origins is like a fun two. And then I think this is probably a three. So... With that being said, on my ranking, I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Days of Future Past, The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, The Wolverine, X2, X-Men, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, X-Men Apocalypse. That's right, I moved it down because the more I thought about it, the the, the more I was like, I'm crazy. Um, I put it above First Class, though, so call me as crazy as you want. First Class, then Dark Phoenix, Wolverine's Origins, Last Stand, and then Morbius. That is my ranking. Okay. Mine is a little bit different. I've actually shifted some things around too, but I want to hear, because we didn't, we had technical difficulties last week when we tried recording this for X-Men Apocalypse, meaning you lost your, 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 your audio file. So before we go into this, what did you rate X-Men Apocalypse like out of 10? Ooh, I rated it. We didn't, we need to, mash up this all right yeah no that's fine i rated it i think i gave it i'm giving it a a a six out of ten because everything above it i feel like it's far superior yeah i gave it i gave it i think a five when we originally recorded it and i think i'm going to stick with that because at least there are things about it i like i like costuming more i like the the script a little bit more um the performances aren't super half-assed by 90 percent of the cast so I, I i think i like that a little bit more um oh, i'm thinking about switching some things around after we recorded because we're recording this right after we did the multiverse of madness review I think I gotta shift some stuff around, dude. I'm doing it right now as we speak. Yeah, people asking us All to right. rate it kind of like puts everything because uh, uh, we were doing this without you rating. Really them. think about it. Yeah, so now we have to kind of really think about it because the Amazing Spider-Man Two is pretty high up there. So is Days of Future Past, but I... yeah, I I definitely just switched some things but around. Then again, so... I think I'm gonna stick to what it is because I think my enjoyment of a film. Like, I can say that Days of Future Past is probably the best film that we've seen, but I enjoy... For X-Men? Uh, yes. Uh, 
But yeah. I think I enjoy other films more, and I think that oh yeah, definitely. It, so, all right, here is my ranking on everything we've watched so far. The last sixteen films. I have The Amazing Spider-Man. I switched from when we recorded Doctor Strange, so when f- this comes out on Friday, it's going to be a little bit different. I have Doctor Strange's number two, the Multiverse of Madness. I have Amazing Spider-Man 2, Days of Future Past, Spider-Man, X-Men, The Wolverine, First Class, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 2, Apocalypse, X2, Morbius, I moved Origins Wolverine up. I put Dark Phoenix after that, and I have X-Men The Last Stand as the final straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, man. Oh, man. I switched some things around, dude. Like, thinking about it, I switched some things around. I was about to say, I think this is, like, in a way, like, far superior to Origins in many aspects. Dude, it's... To me, I can at least watch Origins, though. It's fun. Like, I didn't fall asleep during Origins. (laughs) I was bored out of my mind, but I didn't fall asleep. I fell asleep watching Dark Phoenix twice. Yeah, I can can get that. I I did not fall asleep. I can say I had a lot of fun watching it. I was like, this is a terrible movie, but I'm laughing my ass off. So, you know, it... But, like, the... the thing is, though, is like I can't, I can't list them as like they're tied in Letterboxd. I don't know if you can. Um, no. So, so like, having having seen this, dude, like Origins, Dark Phoenix, and like The Last Stand are all essentially tied for me. Like they're all tied at last place. They're all they're all bad <laughs> to me. Okay, like. But, like, I can just edge out Origins just a little bit because Hugh Jackman at least tries really hard to make that good. Um, and I love him. Sophie Turner, love her. So that just edges out Last Stand. And then The Last Stand, as much as I thought I liked that movie, it's it's straight trash. Oh, it's complete fucking unadulterated garbage, dude. There's only there's so, only two like, movies on this list that I'm like, oh, I'm offended by that. And it was that and personally, in my opinion, Morbius. But those are the only two films um that have really uh as my wife says quite frequently, that's those are the only ones that chap my puss. Because that's what something <laughs> my wife says. Um but y'all have been voting throughout the week on your own official ranking. Um, it's coming coming down to the final round today, which is the Amazing Spider-Man oh, yeah. Two versus Days of Future Past for number one, which is baffling. I have not voted on a single one, and here's why. Neither have I. Um, if it is a draw, then I just I my vote is the tiebreaker, so that's why I do not vote. Um, I didn't vote either. Just to let you. So know. that's just an official tiebreaker. So right now. Um, notwithstanding The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Days of Future Past, here is your ranking. We have X-Men First Class. We have Logan, The Amazing Spider-Man, Deadpool, X2, X-Men, Deadpool 2, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man, The Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Dark Phoenix, New Mutants, The Last Stand, and Morbius. 
That's crazy. I'm shocked Spider-Man 2 is so low. Yeah, I figured... From, like, a fan perspective. I figured it'd be, like, number one. But then again, I thought Logan would be number one. But Logan lost the Days of Future Past, so... That's crazy. Like, that just blows my mind. The fact that it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 versus Lo- or Days of Future Past, that's insane. Yeah, like, I, I immediately thought, I was like, okay, who's impersonating me? Because I thought that a lot of people <laughs> real? did not like this movie. But, you know, the rebirth of Andrew Garfield, you know, before he takes his action Yeah, I know. <sighs> it is what it is. Look, I don't. I know we didn't really talk about X-Men Apocalypse a lot in this one, but like there's it sets up so much and then it just gets tossed aside. Like there's not much to talk about on that film. Like they they make the joke of the third one's always the worst. And yeah, this is a bad film. You can't make that joke if you're going to make a bad third film in a in a trilogy. You just can't like you 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 pull the Michael Bay you, you can't do that okay you, you you can't you can't do that no you can't and I I think uh, honestly list looking at your at looking at the analytics of like people who listen y'all are tired of us talking about these movies as well and I completely understand and we're, so are we <laughs> I completely understand you feel the lack of passion in our voice I feel like we were more passionate about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness than anything we so were, cause we were. since the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man but we're film. almost done we are almost done we have New Mutants Logan and the two Deadpool movies and at least I have good things to say about three of those four. So what does that mean? That means on June 17th we will be covering Captain America the first Avenger. That is right. The first flagship MCU film on this podcast. Um, I mean we just did Doctor Strange. We are doing these in chronological order. Yes. Because man the shit doesn't really make sense like, I mean, it does, but I don't want to have to watch, you know, fucking Iron Man 2 after the fact when we can just watch it back to back. It's it's literally within, you know, a month or so. Same with Guardians. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it makes sense unless you kind of do it that way. Like, having Captain Marvel before Endgame is such a weird choice. It honestly is, but... It is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be the second film we watch of the mainline MCU films. So. Yeah. I mean, we might as well get it in there and introduce it. Plus, it makes Nick Fury's line about trusting people hilarious. It's so okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that now. You know, watching... We're not, I'm not, we're not getting watching that now. Loki when he goes into the TVA. He sees a fucking flurkin sitting on the desk and he flinches. Cracks me up every time. <laughs> 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 Can you turn into a five-link cabinet? Why would I do that? <laughs> um, King Ben Mendelsohn is coming, folks. I'm so I'm looking. Uh, what next week we're covering the New Mutants, right? And I have never seen that movie. I have not seen it either. So this is going to be a first time viewing for everybody. I own it. I bought it, and then I just never watched it. I was so hyped to see it too. I was. I won't lie. I was hyped when it was promoted as the new mutants was coming out. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And it was hyped because it was going to release on my birthday. And then it got pushed back. And then it just, I heard so many bad things about it. I just never watched it. I just never watched it. It's crazy. I, that, that movie 
the fact that it was even released is is a miracle. So yeah, I, we're gonna give it. Isn't that. that like the first movie that kind of released in the COVID era? They were like, "Fuck it, just get it out there." I feel like yeah, no, it is. It is. It is one of the f- <laughs> few movies. Yeah, first movies to release. Well, no, Wonder Woman, Ugh. 1984 did, but Jesus, like the the movie. This movie was actually the Dark Phoenix, mind you. I'm talking Dark Phoenix now. Is the biggest one of the biggest box office flops of 2019, and New Mutants was the biggest box office flop, I believe, of the COVID pandemic era. So hey, hey, you know, every time I went to a movie in those three in that three year span, it was here's New Mutants, here's New Mutants. Now here's the new New Mutants. Yeah, after the reshoot, yeah. what do you think about that? It's coming out in a month, two years. Um, anyway. Here it is. It's on demand. Go watch it. So, I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because I want to see the big bear. Me too. So. And it can't be as bad as the Last Stand or Morbius. Anya Taylor Joy as magic looks great. So I can't wait to actually watch it. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm actually looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward. I to might it. watch it tonight just to see what the giggles and shits are about. You know what I mean? I might do it. I'm going to I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow cuz I want to s- today is Mother's Day as we're recording this and I want to spend the day with my mother and celebrate her. So, yes, that that is, that does make sense. You know, all children are made out of magic. Correct. So, uh with that, thank you guys for tuning in. I have no other thoughts. I don't know about you. Nope. Just that I'm excited to get to X-Men Apocalypse. I'm excited to get to Captain America. I'm excited to get to these MCU films. I love Logan. I love the Deadpool films, but let me tell you what I fucking, I'm just done with them. I want to get through them. Like I said, I love Logan. Me too. I love Deadpool so much. If I could stick Logan, Deadpool and Deadpool two in one episode, I would fucking do it. But patience. Yeah. Well, then thank you guys for tuning in and listening across the multiverse. This has been a mashup episode of us mainly talking about Dark Phoenix, but we had some X-Men Apocalypse stuff in there too. I there's not much to say about these two movies. They they just throw each other outside the bin and it just it, it's it's a shit show. It's a, an un, unadulterated shit show. But thank you guys for at least trying to listen to us cuz this episode is longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, Jesus Christ! We said I expected like a twenty-minute discussion, and here we are. We're we're sitting at forty-seven minutes as I'm looking at my my timestamp. So you know, make it funnier if I cut thirty minutes out of it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, Jesus, the raw audio I'm looking at is forty-seven minutes. So who would have thought? Let's compartmentalize again, it into fifteen minutes, real fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut it down. We'll release the extended audio cut later. Jesus. <laughs> release the Apocalypse um, Phoenix cut. Oh, fuck that. Shut <laughs> up. As always, you can follow me at the Blaine 96 And you can follow me at Stillbook Daddy. Um, I changed and my whole And follow profile. us both. Oh, yeah, you did. You can follow us both at the N- at MCU on repeat on Twitter, and um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Listen to us there. Tell us what you thought. Uh, leave us a review if you want. Uh, rank us. Tell us if we suck. I'm open to all. Oh, open to all forms of criticism. I just want to hear what you guys think. Um, be sure to tell us what you think about the new mutants because that's the 
next shitstorm we're about to endure. So <laughs> absolutely, and I, I try to interact with y'all as much as possible. I hold like two polls a week, asking y'all what y'all think about various. Yeah, you things. do. Um, so fucking dive on those. Tell us your thoughts. Don't be ashamed. If you want to say that Ty's a fucking idiot, then you know what? Uh, <laughs> just be nice about it. I mean, there's no nice way to For go real. about that way. That, but I will read it on the show. Um, so yeah. Share your letterbox reviews with us as we go along. Um, Looking at you, use SL. the hashtag MCU repeat. Use the hashtag MCU repeat, and we will. Uh, we could share them on the show. I don't care. We just show us what your letterbox reviews of the last sixteen films we watched are. You know, soon to be seventeen. I think somebody actually did share their letterbox with us. Yeah, uh, keep doing it, people. We want to see what you think. I, I want, I'm curious. Like, we're just two people spewing our opinions on the World Wide Web. Sh- share us yours, okay? Like, we want to connect with you. Um, If I can find it. I'll read it on the next one. I'll read it. We'll read it on the next one. Perfect. Make sure you update it for the new mutants, people. Let's go. Thank you guys again for listening. We will see you next week.